0: Hello, Winnipeg Jets fans. There is some exciting news on the head coaching scouting front. Uh, While we're waiting for Barry Trotz's decision as to which new team he's going to be joining, obviously uh, the rest of the league has moved on and somebody has actually gotten fired. And now out of a, a very surprising move, the Jets actually have, in my opinion, a brand new first overall candidate that I want to see coaching the Jets next season. We'll talk about who this candidate is and why he would make a very good fit for this Winnipeg team all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is 100% free of charge and ensures Jersey never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Uh, and again, thank you so much for con- continuing to listen to us. And uh, now it's actually time to talk about some really cool Jets news because Winnipeg does have some surprisingly exciting news to share. Although it doesn't necessarily pertain to Jets uh, land just yet. Um, Before we talk about that really exciting piece, though, there is one other actual piece of Jets news that is very exciting and directly involves the team. Kyle Connor has actually been selected as the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy winner, which uh, for a lot of folks, I'm sure you are maybe excited about or maybe anticipating. But uh, he was one of the finalists and, you know, I don't entirely know how the selection process works, um, but he was voted in uh, amongst the candidates and has received the award. This one is given for sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct uh, alongside being just a really great player. Uh, So it is kind of more of like, I guess, a character award or something. I don't really know if it's done with any sort of respect to your penalty minutes. And I, I guess there's like a vote on your conduct on the ice and stuff. But whatever the selection process is, obviously, this is, I think, one of the first times anyone for the Jets has actually won this award. I don't recall if we've had finalists before. I'm sure we've had at least one or two nominations. But beyond that, you know, uh, again, very surprising uh, to see a Jet actually get this award. Um, I I don't really know. This is one of those awards where I just kind of like I nod and say, oh, okay, sure. Uh, Aside from like the Masterton, where you had like Ryan O'Reilly getting nominated the year that he had a DUI uh, and crashed his truck into a Tim Hortons. um, Usually most awards I don't really quibble with. This year's Masterton Award, which was uh, somebody who has overcome significant adversity and really demonstrated character and, and uh, a strong moral backing, it actually went to Carey Price. And I think this was probably, for me, one of the easiest choices. Uh, Carey actually, I think, showed incredible character and, um, and, and honesty in stepping away from the game when he realized that he did need help. Uh, I I believe he checked in for rehab or something and whatever the situation was it became clear that his mental and physical well-being really needed to come first and I think that that sets a great example across the league because you know oftentimes um whether it's in hockey or outside of hockey in the normal work world or or whatever it is that you know most folks are doing uh, there is this tendency to say you can just grin and bear it and get through it but I think Price showing that in fact getting help is really important and really valuable sets a great example And for me, as the Masterton winner, I think that's a very clear option and choice. With a Lady Bing, I I don't really know that I can say that, just because, again, I don't really know um, what sorts of information they use for this trophy. But hey, congrats to Kyle Connor! I am sure that he and his family are super thrilled, and I'm sure Winnipeg is very excited to have another award winner. Now, aside from that directly concerning the Jets, the piece of information that indirectly impacts the Jets, but is certainly uh, super relevant is that the Boston Bruins have actually fired Bruce Cassidy, which if you've seen the Bruins, you know that Cassidy for the last several years has been a, a really front-running coach around the league, somebody who's fairly progressive. He believes in in-depth statistical analysis and generally preaches like an up-tempo style. So... The rumor is about him is that he was fired because he wouldn't be um he wasn't really willing to play youth players but I kind of look at Boston's prospect system uh and what that actual lineup was and I don't really understand that so much. Uh first off they don't really have a lot of promising prospects. If anything I think the youth players that they really relied upon were guys in their early to mid 20s which that's that's young but it's not really the kind of age uh where I feel like you know, the Bruins have a right to complain about him not using kids. Maybe it kind of came down to the issue with um, Jake DeBrusque. Maybe that sort of divide between him and the team was part of the issue. Um, but in my mind, I just don't really see that as being a particular uh, reason to fire Cassidy. I, I think the team did kind of allude previously uh, to making changes if if it was necessary or if they just wanted a change of direction because, Boston has kind of been doing the same thing over the past several years. Um, But I I look at how that team is run and what the management's, you know, management grouping has done. And it's like Cassidy is not the reason that the Bruins are kind of spinning their tires. He has taken that team as far as almost any coach in the league probably can. Uh, There are very few coaches out there who I feel are able to get out more from a group like that than what Cassidy has done so far. Maybe Mike Sullivan, maybe John Cooper, But aside from that, you know, like literally the top end of the league, I feel like Bruce remains for me, one of the top five coaching candidates out there. And if, if the jets are actually really serious about contending next year, I think it's pretty obvious that he should be, um, for me, at least one of the number one choices. I'm very excited about him. I I think he's thrown a considerable wrench into my initial thoughts on who the jets should sign. Uh, obviously he is going to be one of the most sought out coaching candidates out there. And I, I think there's going to be a number of suitors for him just because he is who he is and he's a great coach. But, you know, if Winnipeg is, is really serious about contending and competing, uh, and, and they want somebody in the short term who is going to be better with, um, and a more up tempo, aggressive style, a, a guy who is a very smart tactician and who was trained under Claude Julian, then, you know, Cassidy for me is a very easy hire. I think he says the right things. I think he favors the right sorts of information. And while he will have some blind spots, I actually think that he's a more sensible fit than Trotz is, which for me is why he should be the number one candidate the Jets seek out over over Trotz. I think that for me makes the most sense. Um, Cassidy apparently does have some ties to Kevin Uh I heard that somewhere, but I don't exactly know what those ties are yet. So we're going to wait to see what kind of shakes out. If Bruce is uh, looking for a new job, Hey, I think the Jets would be an ideal fit, and Winnipeg doesn't have to worry about waiting for trots or also trying to figure out how to fit them into the management squad. But, you know, based on all that, based on what you've seen of the Bruins, let me know what you think about Bruce Cassidy at HLiving Loco and LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For the rest of this episode, I thought it would be cool to talk about the conference finals because we're actually rolling up on the Stanley Cup finals pretty soon. Uh, and we actually did have another playoff elimination yesterday evening. We'll talk about which team has been knocked off and uh, what remains for the rest of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And then talk about, uh, ultimately, a preview of some potential Stanley Cup Finals matchups and how each of these teams stacks up against one another. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our wonderful partners at Built Bar. If you've heard me, if you've heard me talk about Built Bar, you know that I'm personally a big fan. It's the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% really real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got a lot of great flavors, and they've had many ones that I've tried over the years. Um, But again, they're constantly innovating, constantly bringing back some fan-favorite flavors in limited releases. And honestly, one of the best ones that they've done and one of the most well-received ones is Caramel Brownie, which has finally been added back to the rotation. Um, You know, you love those ooey-gooey caramel brownies with that caramel drizzle on top. Well, this is kind of like getting that exact same experience, but instead of all of the sugar and fat and stuff, You're getting a protein packed bar around 17 grams with, you know, 140 to 150 calories uh, and so little of the sugar that you usually associate with this stuff. Only four grams. Caramel brownie that is guilt free and delicious. I really don't see how you can go wrong. Built bars are perfect for every lifestyle and every need, whether you're looking for a snack, maybe something to have before a workout or even something for breakfast instead of those really fattening sandwiches. Uh, if you're really interested in giving it a shot and you're not really sure where to start, obviously you could try caramel brownie, but if you want to get a little bit more of a sampling of flavors, I highly recommend the mix box, which gives you up to 12 different flavors. Uh, it's a great way to sample built bars entire offering, and you might even find your own personal favorite. So go to built.com right now and be sure to use promo code locked 15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code locked 15 at checkout for 15% off at built.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked on Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day every day. We're taking a look at uh, some of the uh, conference finals updates, including an elimination that happened on Monday evening. Uh, and and eventually, we're going to talk a little bit about the Stanley Cup finals and kind of what I expect from the two potential series we're going to have uh, that are currently outstanding. But before we go any further, I just wanted to ask for a huge favor from y'all. Obviously, you know that I've been doing this for a while, and Locked On Podcasts has been doing uh, their whole brand and and the whole networking for many years now, but the Locked On NHL branch is fairly recent, and even still for the rest of the the podcasting network, we're always looking for ways to improve, and so we have a really cool survey that you can find at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey. This is a chance for you to tell us how we're doing and also give your feedback on what you want to see us do, what you want to see us cut out. And when you complete it, it's a very short survey, only take you a few minutes. Uh, Once you complete it, you'll be entered to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. If you've ever used Ticketmaster, you know that obviously saving money can be a bit of a challenge. Uh, and so we offer this really cool incentive for y'all to give us your feedback, and maybe you can even use it to pay off some Jets tickets. Obviously, it's uh, a really big help for us that you fill this out. So again, if you're uh, interested in doing so, go to LockedOnPodcasts.com slash survey to have your voice heard. Thank you so much for your help. And now on to the uh, the main event. This time it's uh it's been a bit crazy for the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs. Obviously this this playoff run has probably been among the best that we've had in several seasons. Uh, I'm sure it's not the number one overall pick for like best playoffs ever, but it's got to be up there, right? And we actually had an elimination on Monday evening. This one, <laughs> oh man, Colorado versus Edmonton. I got to be honest, this series I kind of thought Edmonton was going to win at least one game, but instead the Oilers ended up getting swept out, which for all of you Jets fans, probably has a little bit of a familiar sound. I will say that Colorado actually earned this sweep. Uh, the Oilers were just not that great throughout the series. Um, one of the biggest issues with Edmonton was that, you know, that blue line wasn't super speedy. Uh, the depth forwards weren't great. And, you know, the the goaltending was a little bit suspect. You'll look at the statistical input or output and see that um, Mike Smith had a a great series on paper. Uh, especially when it came to like lots of high danger chances and saves, but I think unfortunately for him, it was kind of on the low danger you know greasy goals and stuff where he kind of let the team down. He would get himself into trouble, he would create turnovers that he didn't need to uh he kind of flopped around in that, and unfortunately that led to a number of game tying and even go ahead goals that honestly he just needs to have and so the oilers are now out of it, which I think is a pretty fair result uh if I'm looking at Edmonton. Um, I've, I've been talking about free agents and stuff over the past couple of weeks, and I, I think that there are actually some guys there that I would be very interested in. One of them that I think could actually be had at a pretty cheap price is Yesa Poyoyarvi. Poyoyarvi, for me, has always kind of been miscast with the Oilers. Uh, it's only been the past year or two where Yesa has kind of really carved out a top-nine role, and I feel like his ability to be a creator as like this really strong really aggressive power forward, not physically aggressive so much as offensively aggressive. Uh, he's had this just natural ability to create against defenses. Um, his vision and his understanding of space is really great. And while he doesn't have like the world's most elite shot, what he does have is great speed. Um, and again, great situational awareness. I know that he kind of got demoted in this playoff series and in previous series, but I got to say, I think if you're looking for a guy who's probably going to be a, a buy low candidate, Puyo Yarvey for me is a really tantalizing prospect. Not only is he finished, which kind of fits the uh, the old Jets drafting uh, status and stuff, but I, I think Puyo Yarvey could really bring an element of creativity and skill that the Jets don't have as much. Um, and honestly, he's pretty decent in transition. He's got a lot of tool sets and things that I think make him an interesting fit for the Jets. And if the Jets were looking to maybe take a punt on a player who might be a little bit more of a project, kind of like in the Evgeny Zvechnikov mode, but somebody who I think is a little bit more proven at the NHL level than Zvech was in just one season with Detroit, uh, like one fuller season, I think Puiarvi has enough for me to want to wanna throw out a pick or two to bring him in. I think, yes, it would actually fit in really well with the squad. And pending the direction that the coaching staff goes, like, if Winnipeg actually opts for Bruce Cassidy, I think that there could be a brilliant fit here. Um, Bruce would probably really get along with Yes's style of gameplay. Um, based on what I've seen with with Boston's approach to being a really hard-nosed hard-tackle team, but one that is very quietly underrated in terms of creativity and skill. Puya Yarve might not be, you know, like a, a guy who's gonna drop the gloves or anything, but in terms of being very strong on the puck and somebody who I think can be a dynamic player, and um, really a shot creator on a line. I think, for me, Puyagarvi Garvey is a, a super cool candidate. I think he's by low, uh, kind of low-risk, decently you know moderate to, to high-ish reward. I don't know that you're going to be looking at you know an 80-point player necessarily, but if you get like 50 to 60 out of him, I think that's phenomenal value. And given what the Jets would probably give up for him, Again, it just makes a lot of sense. And I think Puyarvi for me, uh, he's a person like a player I've just personally very much enjoyed watching over the years. Every time he plays the Jets, he's always a constant menace. So um, with the Oilers probably going to be making some changes this offseason. I think Rv for me is a clear candidate for the Jets to try and recruit. But uh, I'd be curious to know your thoughts on this. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below. Tell me, do you think Puyagarvi makes a lot of sense as a potential target or not someone you're as interested in? Either way, obviously, we're going to find out over the next few months uh, who the Jets are interested in. And ultimately, you know, first things first, uh, who are we going to have as the head coach? That remains the biggest question and one that hopefully the Jets are a little bit closer to answering. Now, in the meantime, we do still have the Stanley Cup finals coming up, and I did want to talk about the two potential matchups that we're going to see. We don't really have um, uh, a final yet from the eastern side of things. We're still waiting for the Rangers and Lightning to finish up their series. But given those two teams, I thought I would talk about uh, how I think each of these squads match up against the Avs in just a little bit. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. We are closing out tonight with some quick thoughts on a potential Stanley Cup Finals matchup between the uh, the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning, or if the Rangers end up uh, prevailing in this series, Colorado versus New York. I think there's two very different styles of hockey here that uh, potentially Colorado is going to have a difficult time with. Um, the most obvious shared trait between the Lightning and New York is that they both have amazing goaltending. Vasilevsky and Shesterkin have been better than pretty much any goalie the Avs have faced recently. In my opinion, that doesn't really uh, hold as much bearing just because, you know, the same thing was said about the Rangers. They're going to shoot against Vasilevsky. He's like the first non-backup that they've had in a couple of playoffs. And I'm like, are we just going to ignore the fact that the Rangers scored against actual starters throughout the regular season? I get that in a playoff series, Obviously, goalies can really steal the show and shut down opposing shooters. Um, But I just feel like the Rangers are super talented, and I wasn't really that concerned. I think likewise, you know, the Avs are going to come into a series against either of these Eastern Conference teams and immediately become the favorite. That goaltending advantage is really the only thing uh, either Tampa or New York holds over the Avs. Colorado uh, against the Rangers, for instance, definitely has the depth matchup. They've got the much better defense uh, and the top end of their scoring output is certainly a lot more capable than what the Rangers uh, have. I think the Rangers have pretty good finishing talent uh, and certainly Zabanajad, Crider, uh, Filippito recently. This is a pretty good scoring group. Um, certainly one that uh, is not hurting for power play talent and even strength finishing. But when you look at what Colorado has a squad that is built to hit you on counters constantly and, just really tear you apart when it comes to offensive zone possessions. I just don't see how the Rangers would be able to last too long other than having Shester can just have a madman performance. Uh, This is just the, the template that Colorado uses, period, against everyone. And so it's not like I think the Rangers would be uniquely victimized. But I do think with how the Rangers have struggled against Tampa Bay at times and other really fast teams, it wouldn't shock me if the Avs present their biggest challenge yet. Now, the good news for, uh, say, the Rangers is that, you know, Pavel Francouz hasn't really been uh, crazy good for, for Colorado. And, you know, Kadri's out. Landeskog got injured in the final game against the Oilers. Uh, and honestly, I think Colorado's just sort of banged up. So, you know, this team has won through a war of attrition. But, you know, the Rangers haven't really had as many injuries to contend with in the postseason, at least nothing to their really star players. So, you know, if you're looking for a potentially more rested team, I don't know if the Rangers would really qualify. Uh, Colorado, of course, is going to have a decent amount of time off before the cup finals. But, you know, the, the Rangers have always defied the odds in this playoff run. I think they've done it throughout the regular season, too. And it wouldn't shock me if they find a way, especially if they see off Tampa Bay, uh, to do it just one more time for one more playoff series. Now, on the other, other side of the coin, if if the Rangers or if the Lightning are to advance, um, Tampa Bay is obviously a more well constructed team to counter what the Avs have. I think that they're one of the few squads that compares pretty favorably. Now, the defense is definitely not quite on the level of what McCarr and company can bring, but, you know, the, the veteran scoring ability, the speed, the skill, the passing and distribution, all of that is definitely on par with what the Avs have. I do think Colorado might be a little bit more, uh, well, I'll just be honest, I just think the Avs are a stronger team this year compared to what Tampa is. A couple of years ago, Tampa might have been um, this team's equal. Now it's a little bit more stacked in favor of the Avs in terms of the, the high end depth uh, and, and the scoring ability in the top six. But, you know, if Braden Point comes back and is able to play at any point during the uh, the, the Stanley Cup finals, if the Lightning advance, the um, probably the arithmetic might change just a little bit. I don't think he's enough to really push uh, the Lightning into favorites position, but I do think it at least makes it a little bit more even. We don't really know what state Brayden's even going to be in if he comes back. Uh, He hasn't really played in a while, and I I think his injury was decently serious enough to sideline him for most of this postseason since his injury. So, um, yeah, it's a tough road. They've also been kind of in a pretty physical, nasty series with the Rangers – uh, all of these teams have kind of been beat up recently, so uh, any sort of rest is going to have a huge impact, most likely, especially healing up and getting ready for the final round. But yeah, I think the afs are not going to have an easy time. There won't be any sweeps. That much is clear. Uh, but I do think Colorado you know, compares pretty favorably against both, both squads, even with the elite goaltending that both New York and Tampa are going to wield. But I'd be curious to know your predictions. I would say... In a seven game series for the Rangers, I have Tampa or I I have Colorado probably coming out in six games and against Tampa, I would go seven. I think that that's probably a pretty fair assessment. Uh, But again, you know, surprises always happen. I'd be curious to know your thoughts. Hit me up at social media on Twitter or in the YouTube comments below. Give me your potential Stanley Cup predictions based on the two scenarios outlined Um, But for tonight's episode, that is going to be all the time that we have. We'll continue to to give you uh, all sorts of updates throughout the week as the coaching search continues to narrow down. And hopefully, you know, the Jets come to a decision. We'll talk about more free agents, maybe even some prospect talk later in the week. But again, thank you so much for making Locked on Jets your first listen of the day. And while you're at it, I highly recommend that you make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get your favorite podcasts, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!